and welcome. This is Colleen O'Grady, the host of the Pallier Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. This is a gathering place for moms to be encouraged, nurtured, and inspired. Also, you'll learn the latest in teen research and trends and get practical parenting tips. You really can improve your relationship with your teen and enjoy the teenage years. Welcome back, everybody. This is the fourth episode of Power Your Parenting Moms with Teens podcast. Today, we're going to focus on the power of believing in your daughter. See, the real question is, what do you believe about your daughter? So it comes down to our attention. Are you magnifying the good about your daughter or or are you magnifying the bad? The greatest gift you can give your daughter is to believe in her and to see her in the best possible light. It's one thing to believe in your beautiful baby girl who's cooing in your arms, but it's another whole thing to believe in your angry teenage girl who just threw out a big F-bomb at you. See, your belief in your daughter is going to get tested in the teenage years. So here's an important question to ask yourself. What do you believe about your daughter today? It's easy to believe in your daughter when she's perfect, but since your daughter is hardwired for drama and she's not a grown adult, there's a good chance that she is not perfect and that she's going to be making mistakes. She's going to frustrate you and disappoint you. In fact, quite frequently, she's going to act in a way completely opposite of what you believe. She's going to act out your worst fear. And when this happens, fear hijacks your belief. See, fear blinds you from seeing anything good in your teen. So since you can't see anything good, then what you believe is going to be the worst about your daughter. So you're going to see a mistake and you're going to blow it up big. So in other words, you're going to jump from A to Z in about a nanosecond. So if your daughter lies to you, what you believe, maybe not logically, but what it feels like to you is that she's going to end up like a big liar and like thrown in jail. If your daughter's comes home and she made a D on a test, she's not going to be able to get into college. Now you may feel like, oh, you know, may think, you know, this logically isn't true, but it feels like it. So now if you're not paying attention, you're starting to think and even believe like she's not going to make it into college. Or um, if your daughter blows up and has a fight and tells you that she hates you, you're going to think, oh my gosh, you know, she's never going to have friends and never get married. And if your daughter eats a bag of Doritos by herself, you're going to think she's going to gain 500 pounds. And in other words, you get my point. You, she makes a mistake and then you can't see any of her good qualities. You jump from A to Z and now you default into believing the worst about your daughter. Probably the biggest gift I can give you in this call is that your worst fear about your daughter 
is not who she is. It's just your worst fear. Because your worst fear comes from a behavior that you've just kind of blown out of proportion. See, fear is all about the imagination and future events which haven't happened yet. But fear has a way of taking over your thoughts. You start to obsess over the thing that you're afraid of. And so if you are afraid that she's going to turn into a liar, you're going to see her through that lens. And everything she does or he does, you're going to see through the lens of he's a liar. I had a mom who really struggled with that, and she had caught her son lying about where he had gone one Friday night. So she got into a place of checking up on him all the time. So she would check his phone. He said he was going over to so-and-so's house. She would call or she would, you know, track his phone to see where he was going. And it went from kind of curfew items to to everything. And so she would ask him even small things like, you know, did you put your clothes in the laundry? And she would catch him lying about really small, silly things like he didn't bring his shoes in from outside. The problem is, is this took up all of mom's imagination. All she could do was check on him. So it not only became something that she thought about, but now it affected how she treated him. So now she treated him, her actions were treating him like he was a liar. The problem is that she couldn't see all the good stuff that was going on with her son. He had a good job. He worked probably 20 to 30 hours a week. He was making good grades. He had A's and B's. He's on the honor roll. He was really a pretty good kid. He, um, he had good friends. He was well-liked. But mom couldn't see any of that. She was looking for evidence that now, because she believed that he was a liar, she started looking for evidence that proved he was a liar. And so that belief was really robbing her of seeing all this wonderful evidence that's quite the contrary, that he was really a really wonderful person. This fear, which was really a belief that her son was going to become a liar, was not helpful at all. It's important to know where you are on that believing scale. Are you believing the best about your teen, or are you fearing the worst? I think every mom starts off believing the best about their child and their teen. But then life happens. And then we just default into this fear. Your teen's going to know what you really believe about them. And they're going to pick up on it. They're going to pick up if you are believing the worst about them or if you are believing the best. Because it comes out in the way you treat them. It comes out in the way you speak and act. Fear causes a lot of drama because they, your teen feels like you're coming down on them. They feel attacked. They feel judged. They feel like you're um, on their back. But the biggest thing is they, they know that you are 
viewing them through this really narrow lens and that you're seeing them in the worst possible way. And they're going to react to that in a big way. Though it can be challenging, your daughter and your son needs you to believe in them. They're going to throw the worst at you. But actually, your belief in them is going to bring out the best in them. So here are five ways to restore that belief in your son or daughter. The first thing is it does start with you. Despite how your teen acts, they really need need you to believe in them. You are very influential in their life, and even if they act like they don't care. Now, I can't tell you how many teens I've seen in my practice who give up on their life because their moms have given up on them. You know, and another thing sometimes we do out of our fear is we throw out these, these like negative predictions and we'll say, we'll say things like, that's fine. You know, you don't have to study for your test and you're not going to get into school. And we think sometimes if we threaten our teens that that's going to motivate them. Well, actually, it does the exact opposite because what they feel, and I've talked to jillions of these teens, is they think, well, you know, my mom doesn't think I I can get into college. She doesn't think I can do it. So, like, why even bother? So it actually just blows up in your face. What's helpful to remember is that your, your teen really is hardwired for drama. They really do have an undeveloped brain. They really do have raging hormones and they have concrete thinking. And if they were if they were really full-fledged adults, they wouldn't be living in your home. They are not going to be perfect. They are going to be making mistakes. But how we treat those mistakes is so crucial. And so we have to really monitor ourselves and and our own reactions to that and make sure that we don't go into fearland. And what's helpful is really is think about kind of where were you in high school? What were you doing your junior year in high school? And really, most of us turn out okay. And it's very helpful to have a long-term perspective. And just remember, they are a work in progress. These aren't fixed traits. And if you don't see them that way, and if you see the best in them, they will rise higher. But when we believe the worst about them, they will, they will kind of match our expectations. The second way to restore your belief in your teen is to magnify the good instead of magnifying your fear. See, you're not going to have a perfect teen. It's actually physiologically impossible. There's no way that he or she is going to be perfect. They will make mistakes. And it's really important to remember that their worst behavior does not determine who they're going to be in the future. So one helpful exercise that I use with a lot of the moms in my Power Your Parenting program is what I call gratitude, movement, and delight. And what I, what I, have, I have these moms do is to have a journal And so instead of writing down, you know, things like, oh, my God, you know, she's such a liar and I can't believe this and your feelings about that. The purpose of the exercise is to help you see beyond that thing that you're obsessing about or the fear. 
what they have to do is write one thing that they're grateful for, one area that they see movement in, and one thing that they that they delight in about um, their son or daughter. So it would be like for my daughter is I'm grateful that I have this time with her. Movement, you know, I saw that she was really responsible and letting me know what was going on in her day. Delight, I just delight in her playfulness and her sense of humor. So when you write some one thing down every day in those categories, it really helps you have a really balanced view of your son or daughter. Because I'm not saying that I want you to ignore behavior. I mean, I want you to see your teen realistically. But when you just view your daughter through the lens of fear, and your belief is that limited fear, then that's not realistic. And it does not benefit you or your teen. A third way of restoring your belief in your teen is by letting go of your own expectations of who you think they should be and start to see them for who they truly are. Because sometimes our expectations set us up for disappointment. You want your daughter to be social and active at school and she just likes to hang out with a few friends. Or you want your daughter to play piano and your daughter just wants to play sports. Or you want your son to go to a private college and he wants to go to a state school. It's really hard to let go of those expectations. And oftentimes we end up disappointed. And your teen totally will pick up on that. They pick up on your disappointment. So the challenge for us as moms is to really see who our teen is. What are their gifts? You know, who who are they really? And it's okay if it looks different than what we thought that it should look like. When they see that we value and believe in them, even when it doesn't meet our expectations, it's life-changing for them because they feel our respect and they feel our support. The fourth way you can restore your belief in your teen is to change how you view their mistakes. Believe it or not, there are a lot of good things that come out of your teen making mistakes. They learn how to be humble. They learn how to take responsibility. They can learn about empathy and forgiveness. They can learn about grace. I remember when I was in Colorado and I was really young um, in college And I was working for a Young Life camp, and they let me start a photography program where I would develop black and white pictures. So the head of the camp took me to Denver, and I bought all this photography equipment so I could develop these black and white pictures, and I set up a dark room. The first couple of weeks, I did really well. I sold a lot of prints, and the head of the camp hadn't seen my work yet. So it was the third week. It was towards the end of the week, and what I did was I developed all my film at one time. So it was like the second to last day, and I should had, I should have had the board up of all the pictures for kids to order. And what happened was I overdeveloped all the film. So all the pictures that I had been taking 
of groups of kids on the top of the mountain and kids on volleyball courts, I, I ruined like six to 700 pictures. So then I had to run around the last second, just trying to take some random pictures to get, you know, something that I could put on the board for these kids to order. So the, um, owner of the camp walks up and of all weeks that he's going to look at my pictures was this week. So I was dying because they were horrible pictures. And he looked at the board and then he looked at me and he said, is, is this all the pictures you took this week? And I just felt this huge wash of shame come over me. And I said, um, no, I, I overdeveloped all the, the negatives of all the pictures I took this week. And I will never forget how he responded to me. And he walked up to me and he said, you know what? I love you and you're doing a great job. And he gave me a big hug. Now, was that a transformative moment for me in college? Oh, my goodness, yes. Because I was given grace instead of feeling like being told that I had was a loser or I did, did something wrong. And I really already had that voice inside of my head. I was beating myself up quite well. But because he believed in me in this moment where I had really failed, I rose up higher. And what I did was I, um, not only did I make a ton of money for, for them the rest of that summer, but I came back for the next three years and led that photography program and made quite a bit of money for them. And I did that because I was met with grace. So he could have lectured me and I probably would have felt so bad about myself. I wouldn't have come back, but, but because he believed in me, I rose higher. The fifth way to restore your belief in your teen is to have a God perspective now, you know, I remember when they first brought my daughter to me when she was a baby, and it was probably three in the morning, and it was just her and I, and I remember it was a dark hospital room, and the lights were out, and they put, the nurse gave her to me, and the first thing my little baby did was she put her arm around my arm, and I thought, oh my gosh, this is such a miracle, and you know what? Your teen still is a miracle. That little baby is still in there, and she is still a gift from God. And there is a treasure inside of your teen. And granted, oftentimes in the teenage years, it looks like that treasure is buried, and it gets buried under attitudes and angry words and F-bombs, but there still is a treasure and so a lot of times you're believing in things that you can't see now, but you know that they're there. You know that those seeds of potential are there. You know that your teen has a destiny and purpose and that there are great things planned for them and great things on their path. This week, look for the hidden treasures. Grab your journal. Write down one thing that you're grateful for. Write down where you see her trying. Write down what brings you delight, and you'll be surprised. Okay, I'll talk to you next week.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.